This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyo Hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A., if you see me in the room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was. And the best there ever will be. Lion King coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> what up? What up, though? And it's your man, Damn Gone Wild. The West Side Landlord. The Pride of PA. High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around. The Liquor Store Legend. The Corner Store Conquistador. Your mama's favorite dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast. Because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame... You better say it nice, and if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Uh, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode 162. I think that's about right, 162. Sounds good. I mean, we got a lot of these episodes. Though. We do. We yeah. do. I, I was just thinking on it on the way on the way here that like we have consistently smacked that for three years straight. That shit crazy. I've I've seen your face every Friday <laughs> or Saturday in some occasions. Some, some during sometime during a week for three years in a row and shit. Yeah, uh, that shit crazy because um, I mean, and the, the studio has been open for two years. Yeah, and we didn't see, I didn't seen seventy five different uh, podcasts come through the door. Seventy four podcasts come through the doors, and everybody not it's not seventy five currently recording right now. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. I don't have some any, some some break up some some just life happens fa- change, fade away uh, they don't get the results they want like right up front and they dip out but like I mean consistency is key man and and to be perfectly honest uh, I'm addicted to podcasting uh, I don't know what I would I, I gotta I gotta get this shit out <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah I gotta get this shit out and um I not a, not a, I mean. Everything that we've seen other podcasts go through in terms of, you know, fading away, breaking up, deciding, like you said, they didn't get the results that they wanted in the amount of time that they wanted. Like, those are all emotions that we've dealt with. There's not an emotion (laughs) in podcasting. Like, I was just having a conversation um, with a client, one of my homeboy's wife, actually, and um, I was explaining, like, like, I tweeted the other day, like, I need to sit my ass down somewhere. Like, I'm always doing something. And I asked myself, like, why? Because if I just took away all my extracurricular activities that, I, that I've always done, um, I would have probably more money <laughs> and I would yeah. have a lot more free time. But I'm always doing something, and it's always been that way. Since I was, what, 18, 19 years old? Jay Johnson Entertainment, Black City Government. Like, I've always had some sort of company or some sort of extracurricular something 
videotaping, taking pictures, doing the podcasting, doing the studio. Like it's always been something and I have no idea why, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, it's always something. And now podcasting has filled that void and I, I don't think I'm letting it go. You know, man, it's it's probably the most responsible thing I could do on a Friday. So <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Cause if I wasn't, you know, like how many conversations, like, Say you just don't you just don't do podcasts no more. There's no more shop talk. I would feel kind of empty on that. Like I just was like, I don't know what I would be doing no more. Like I, in all honesty, like I'm not. I would like so probably I, just be fucking like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put like this. Uh, after the this was a, a, a serious discussion. I thought I had with myself actually. Uh, after the lease was up on the first, the first year for the first studio and shit, uh, I got like a, uh, a job offer that was going on for, for a company. And I was like, man, if I take this job, I'm not going to be able to do the studio no more. Like I'm not going to have enough time right. um, available to do the studio the, the way I want to do it and whatnot. Like, so what's going to be the decision? Like I can, all right, fuck it. I just walk away. And now. This when we were still downstairs. I don't know, maybe twenty or so people would be impacted. But now you got people who in, who literally depend on you because you provide a service that they provide for their own listeners, for their own customers, or whatever. I'm like, well, shit. Now that decision for me impacts X amount of direct people and thousands of other people. Then I'm like, well, why would I give up my uh, a business for myself? For, to make somebody else some money and shit. So right. I ultimately was like, fuck it, I'm gonna keep doing the studio. And I re-upped. And I not only re-up, like I literally doubled down. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, boy. So, when like, you sign that new lease, nigga, that shit made my heart flutter. Nigga, what you think it did to me? <laughs> like, cause you know, I haven't always did the, the did the did did that decision. It's always more like more conservative. Like, you know what, nah. This probably make more sense, but I'm like, fuck that shit, dog. We about to have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a. Remember when we fucked that one shit up? <laughs> Versus it was when, either we had to be successful, or we was gonna fuck the fuck up. Like it was, that's essentially how how the decision went. Uh, <laughs> either this shit was gonna take off, or we was gonna choke the fuck out, and it, it worked. Yeah, we good, man. But um. All that to say, uh, three years in, 162, really like 165, but we're going to say 162 episodes. Uh, I ain't going nowhere, uh, God willing, and um, we in this bitch. Yeah, man. How was your week, man? You got some- Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I'm i not even going to front. Uh, I tried to get all the tears out before I showed up at the studio because today was a really uh, emotional day for me. After being in the cast for cast, my foot wrap, some type of uh, extra for the last, you know, damn near five months, man. I finally took my cast off today, saw my foot. Uh, I got a small scar on it. You know, I can't wear a shoe for like another week or so. Yeah. But like, bro, I'm out, I'm, I'm out my cast and I have my foot. For people that don't know or are new to the show, 
Like, I damn near lost my foot this year. Like, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. I let a, a cut on my foot turn into a very serious bone infection. At one point in the hospital, the doctors were, you know, talking amputation. Yeah. Uh, which was <laughs> serious as fuck. Yeah, I never had the amputation conversation with you, but when I was talking to Jenny, she was like, that bone, like what they doing right now is the last step before amputation. Yeah. She's like, that's, it's serious when it, it gets to the bone level. And like, and if it looked like it's going to spread, like they got to stop it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it was, as <laughs> a very serious conversation for me because, you know, at one point, like my foot was causing me so much pain, man. And niggas was like, oh, just chop it off for <laughs> between that and uh, the other health concerns that I had this year, man. You know, I I literally thank God that I'm still here because I was I was uh you know knocking on death's door. You know, I don't I don't want to get too I never try and get like too uh too preachy. Yeah. But I would encourage anybody that's like going through some real shit like to hold the fuck on. You know, uh you know, I'm a man of faith. Yeah. And I believe in, in God. And I remember laying in that hospital and hearing the doctor talk to another doctor outside that he didn't know if I closed my eyes today, was I going to open them tomorrow? And I did. And listening to these doctors tell me that, you know, they don't know if I'm going to have my foot again or be able to walk again on my own, too. And I did. And I had to hold on for my family. I had to hold on for my babies and I had to hold on for myself. Yeah. And at the end of the day, man, God is great. <laughs> God is great. You know, I prayed and I prayed and I know miracles came from my prayers and people that reached out to me. You know, I, I set up in the hospital one time and I counted everybody that, you know, commented, you know, said uh, a kind word to me left me a dm you know and i and i appreciate i appreciate every last one of them because on on days when people couldn't come see me because i was in icu you know that was the shit that got me through and you know most people see see the podcast on like youtube or you know, sometimes I see it on, on IG and, you know, you can see from the video that my arms are marked up. I got a bunch of tattoos. Uh, one tattoo that's very important to me is on my my left forearm. It's my memorial tattoo from, my mom, from when my mother died. And, uh, you know, people don't know, but I, I'll share. When I, I left home at 19, which is fairly young. And when I left home, it was in some turmoil. You know, mm -hmm. I had, me and my mother had an argument. Me and my father wouldn't see an eye to eye. I had $200 to my name. And I had my, my ex-wife who was with me was my young girlfriend at the time. And I, I gave my last, you know, to put in on the, on the lease so I could make sure that we was straight and we could move in. And I always kept a Bible. My mother slipped a letter in there, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to hear what she had to say because I was just in, you know, 
I'm a man. I can do it on my own. I don't need, I don't need your your kind words and yeah. none of that shit. And in there, you know, was a letter. And in her letter, she always told me that if the world got too cold, you could always come back home. But I was, you know, s- stuck on my laurels. And she also put in a a passage from the Bible that I ended up tattooing on my arm, and it's from Proverbs. And it said, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Listen, man, uh, that's funny that uh, that your mom left you with that. With That, that passage or that verse um, is one of my mother's favorite, and it was on our answer machine for years growing up. Man. So, like, literally, every time someone would call the house, I would hear my mom's voice, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into your own understandings and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You've reached the Johnsons. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't know how many times I searched for that goddamn tape dog. If I can just get that tape while her saying that like one more time. Yeah. And it's, um, it's funny that, uh, both our moms that yeah. was something very very important to both of them yeah so i mean that that got me through and i you know i thank god that uh i made it because you know it, it was almost uh it was almost out of there so you know i'm glad to be back on a on a thursday <laughs> uh you know taping shop talk podcast and you know doing something that that I love and at one point I never thought I'd be able to be able to do again, man. Yeah. So Well man, I'm glad I'm, I'm thankful to be out this cast. I can I told you in the other studio I can ceremoniously give you your cane back <laughs> <laughs> and live without it. I got a little hip hop to my walk because I ain't, you know, my balance is a little bit off. But yeah. you know, in a few days I'll be back doing what I do so man that's what's up man I'm glad for you man I, um, I'm i glad you're still here you still fighting getting yeah. all your stuff together man glad you got off that cast and I'm glad the affection went away so to speak yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah cause that, Cause that shit was, was the, crazy the first the first hurdle which could have been a blessing in disguise uh, you know to learn about other stuff you yeah. know what I'm saying because shit, if that don't happen then you know whatever but uh Man, we glad you're still here. And, oh um, man, uh, shit, this nigga P up in here with the with the crispy pair of wallies. Man, I ain't seen them edges in a With the crispy suede wallies, and you almost hit the ground, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that chair, that, that, yeah, chair, that chair almost broke. took yeah. you out. <laughs> it ain't gonna fall though. I said it all the time. Um, man, I just seen them edges come across my uh. My, uh, you know, Instagram be giving you ads and shit yeah. uh, from Macy's and shit. I was looking at them just earlier today. You know I haven't saying? seen a crispy pair like that <laughs> since Raekwon <laughs> came out. But they them. back. That's like yeah. it's a thing now, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, I do need me a pair, man. So uh, clearly, man, you, you had you had a good week. Hey, man, I'm in I'm in great spirits. I'm in I'm in amazing spirits. Like I said, man, God is great. You know, God is great. Uh, <laughs> I can't even put it into words, man. Yeah. Like yesterday, I had to drag my fucking foot across the parking lot to to walk into work. Today, I walked in on two feet, and it's a, <laughs> you know, it it kind of took me back when I got to my desk. Like I I walked in this bitch, and I haven't walked in 
on my own too without cane crutches something something yeah ems <laughs> something to aid me within like since the beginning of the year so i mean you take that shit for granted when you put two shoes on and you walk walk up the steps you know every day or walk out the house and that's a fact you know it's something that i that i cherish at this point that shit's never gonna happen to me again yeah. not as long as i can prevent it yeah. and you know i thank god the doctors you know my infectious disease doctor who got who was getting on my motherfucking nerves uh I, I didn't keep them checks. I, I gave it to them. <laughs> and look, after you did that, yeah, everything turned around, right? You're right. You're right. Everything you're right. I didn't. I fought the nigga in me to cash <laughs> them checks. But, uh, you know, it's it's a good day, man. I, I ain't got no complaints. That's what's up, man. Um, dog, did, you, did you see what's been going on with this Jay Alexander shit, dog? I don't believe it. No, I don't I don't believe her story not one bit. Dog. Yeah. I, I just don't believe it. Like, you know, that's my favorite restaurant, right? That's also my favorite restaurant. Like, like I, I mean, you I'm can't, a, you, you can't tell me shit about a steak Maui and some, and some motherfucking yeah. uh, red skin uh, mashed potatoes. I will eat that motherfucker right now. Nah, I mean, y'all niggas know me, right? Like, if it got something to do with black, I'm there. You right. know what I'm saying? If it got something to do with some sort of oppression or... Or racism, like y'all already know what side of the team that I be on. Like just off rip, like I'm gonna shoot first, ask questions later. I got some questions. <laughs> I got like, listen, man. I just can't. Be- the The story just just don't sound believable to me. So listen, dog. The story did sound a little shaky, right? But hey, who knows? Um, I just been looking at on Facebook. Uh, people be tagging me because I say talk about jazz all the time so everybody everybody sit and tag me like nigga what you gonna do i'm like all right nigga, let me let me let me let me get let me compose let me read right. um i heard the stories that was first thing first i had a problem with um the young lady the video went viral and that was one thing and it was another guy him and his wife was out there for an anniversary and he said like somebody was calling him nigga this and nigga that and shit like that right and um huh yeah, same day, like allegedly about like an hour apart or something like that. And he was, um, I guess the police was out there and people that kind of stood up and talked for him or whatever. And he was doing his interview on the news and he was like, man, this is what makes, to me, this is what makes America great. White people. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa. And, then, and it was like a hard pause. And then he said, standing up, like there were white people standing up, uh, talking to the police on my behalf and stuff like that. And like I was with you, fam, all the way up until the point where you came. You was like, "What makes America great again is white people." And it was a hard pause. That wasn't like a period. It was a hard pause. White people, mm, nah, standing son. up for. I'm like, all right, well, listen, fam. He black ish. <laughs> he black, but like I thought that was weird because um, you was on a you was there for your anniversary with your wife. I mean, he's an older gentleman. Like I would like. Why am I waiting for other people to stand up for me? If somebody's calling you out your name, calling you a nigger with the ER in front of your wife, why are you waiting for other people to stand up for you, man? You there with your wife. You stand up for her. Yeah. Don't wait for somebody to stand up for you. And like you already know the the connotation with the make America great. 
like that brings on its own energy. Yeah. So when you say, you know what makes America great, and then say white people and do a little pause, like I get what you're saying, fam. Or I'm, What you're I, trying to imply. It's sad that you need the validation of white people standing up for you. Now you feel good. However, the black girl who actually filmed all this and got it all the media attention, you should be asking, thanking her for standing up for you. Because we wouldn't even know about you if none of all that shit happened. But look, long story short, I've been reading this shit and Jay Alexander said, listen, fam. Oh, so this was the lady say. She say she went to the bar and she was, and this girl is local here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know like a lot of people who know her. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be as sensitive. I mean, I'll be as whatever as possible. So the story I got from the internet is like she had the bar and she's uh her she's got a seat there and someone came to her and was like you got to move so we can sit these two white people here and she was like uh no i'm not moving and allegedly then the bartender took her drink poured it in the sink and say we're not serving you no more mm. um then people start calling her the n-word and people start throwing food um uh, and that was the story that hit the internet right um, and I'm thinking like, dog, this is crazy. And then they said, like, the person who was throwing food, the staff came out and helped hide him from the police. So I'm like, no, this shit crazy. Like, he must know somebody who worked there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, dog, this shit just sound fucked up. Like, off rip, it sound fucked up. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not going to that. At the very least, I'm not going to that one no more. Um, one on uh, Orchard Lake in Bloomfield. What's Bloomfield? That's the one I used. <laughs> yeah, me too. And then Somerset. But like, uh, so then I see their statement and JL's statement like, well, look, everybody who was, anybody who was throwing food and saying nigger and all the other shit, like, them was guests. Like, them wasn't employees from us. Like, this was two guests having an argument. And like, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't say it. We didn't throw no food. Like, we escorted everybody else out and we ain't help hide nobody. Uh, but the internets and all the stuff like y'all lying, y'all racist, y'all got a history of doing this. Now, every time I go up in JLs, I don't never see no white people. Like I, it's only us in there. Yeah, at that particular one. Like I don't, I don't. I, it's like eighty percent. Like I don't, you know, I didn't never got the 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 feeling of that establishment being racist. But guess what? That don't mean they can't be right. So they came out. And like, listen, we got video evidence that shows the exact opposite happened and that she was at the bar for over an hour with her and a couple of friends. This is allegedly because I haven't seen no proof. Right. Said they got a videotape where she was at the bar for over an hour with other people. And she allegedly, again, allegedly was trying to hold a seat for somebody who was not there yet. And they're in the public area in the bar. So two guests were trying to come in. Like, well, you can't hold a seat. This is like public. This is the public seating. However, we can put you and your group at a table if you want to. Allegedly. This is just what they saying. And that wasn't okay. And then from there, all that shit happened. I, somebody, I don't even know if somebody took a drink and threw it out and whatever. But Jay Alexander say, we got video evidence that everything that we being accused of didn't happen. Nobody from our staff called anybody out their names. Nobody from our staff um, hid nobody. And the person that quote unquote hid walked out the front door. You know what I'm saying? Like, so 
that's not the that's not the issue that I had. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like that's just the other side of the story. We'll right. find this shit out later. What the the issue is, and where the who mans is this comes in. Did you see the press conference today? No. I with didn't. the young lady, the old nigga who said white people is what make America great again, and with this lawyer. No, nah, man, this sounds this sounds bad. Now the lawyer guy, um, he's friends with a lot of my friends. Like he's a, he's a, and he's a good lawyer. But this press conference was sad. Like this shit is a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit look like a fucking joke. She's sitting up there looking all sad. They talking about uh, my civil rights was violated and all this stuff, comparing it to the 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 sit-ins in the sixties. This motherfucker said <laughs> they did everything except sick the dogs on her oh wow i'm like fam what the whose mess is this you, you you're trying to trump them uh trump it up a little bit and to get a little he bit said, of cash he was like well now jay alexander is trying to make this about race no nigga <laughs> you you just got right. finished talking for five minutes and then you said they did everything but sick the dogs on? like fam listen dog he's a good lawyer no his billboards is everywhere i understand is it Carl Collins? No, he's oh. a, he's a he's a good lawyer in real life. He's a good lawyer, but the reason I say whose man's is this because you can't do shit like this or like that with a case like this because when some real shit happen, nobody taking you serious. Don't tell me about the civil rights and somebody like this. That's not this. That these is not the same th- from my viewpoint. From here, I'm just a nigga on the, a nigga on the internet too, so. Maybe he got more information, but the, they said they turned all their video evidence over to the police because that's what you do in an investigation. Because if somebody was throwing food at somebody, that's an assault. So here, police, here's the video because I need you to take the correct steps so my patrons aren't attacked without anything doing. So people on the media, I mean, on the Internet and blogs and shit saying, how come they ain't released the tapes? They gave them to the police. I'm not putting that shit on the internet. That's not my responsibility. Yeah. My responsibility is to the police and to my patrons who were assaulted. So I'm going to give my information to the police. They already found the guy who threw the food and shit. So if you need information to help get him prosecuted, there go the videotape. But this civil rights shit and his basic stuff, like, dog, this is not a situation where this organization is like, man, fuck black people. They shouldn't be able to eat here. And, right. Or at least it don't come off that way to me. And you talking about they did everything but sick the dogs on you. It's a 27-minute uh, press conference. I tapped out at six. I tapped out at six minutes, dog. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know how it looked like when, uh, <laughs> like the, the, the press conference when the, the, the I'm air quotes, the victims be up there. Yeah. They just be looking so... They look stupid because they because <laughs> if you're not like literally you gotta look if you're extra not, sad like, yeah, you know, um, I just felt because as a black person, like <laughs> now granted, like if something really did happen, like so this video that they say that they were disputing, like say that shit never happened. I'm riding with my team. You know what I'm saying? I'm ultimately yeah. going to ride with my team. You're going to get these jokes right now, uh, but ultimately I'm going to end up riding with my team. But. Nigga, this not no, ain't nobody sicking no fucking dogs on nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay Alexander didn't throw a fucking so food at you. That was a regular nigga. Yeah. Well, not nigga, but look, I don't get it, dog. That when that when that bag is available, and you when you can possibly. But you get really it, think they're gonna get out of this though? At the end of the day. 
Man, free I'm, dinner. I'm an asshole. If you sue me, I ain't cutting shit. We do we taking this shit or no, no. Prove it. Prove it, nigga. Bad, good publicity, bad nigga. All publicity is good publicity, nigga. We, you gonna be saying, Jay, nigga, Jay Alexander's name ain't been mentioned this much in a week since forever. You know, your your apology should be loud as your disrespect. So, but that 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 sick the dogs on him like it was like in the sixties. No, fam, I, that shit took me out the game. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> I seen the tape, nigga. <laughs> like, come on, man. Huh? No. So you going back to Jay Alexander? Well, you know, I don't even eat meat like that, pause. So, like, I ain't, I ain't been and had no steak in there a while because I'm not eating, I'm definitely not eating no red meat right now. So, now they do got a dog ass veggie burger, though. That bitch fired. I mean, Saturday night, you're not doing nothing. Got a nice young lady friend with you. You know, you're not far from J.I. What you going to do? I mean, one of my best dates was, was started there. So you know, all right. I, hey, uh, it's is we gonna put that out for uh, further review. That's that's fine. Uh, that's but, fine. Hey, uh, lawyer guy, I'm not gonna say your name because you a good guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to like <laughs> slander you and you a lawyer. <laughs> but you know, and you a friend of a friends and shit like that. So I ain't gonna say your name to, 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 to disparage you. But you took me out the game with that last quote about the fucking sicking dogs on people, and I'm not with it. Okay, I'm not with it though. We do got a, uh, we had a music. So this is uh, this Thursday. We dropping this shit. Well, we recording on Thursday. But this interview portion, uh, we actually recorded last week. Um, we had a musical guest, um, Paris Noel. Yeah. Um, just dropped a new project. And we sat down with him um, to discuss uh, who he is, uh, how his background. We went through a couple of the songs on the, um, not, we didn't play them, but we discussed a couple of the songs on the album and um, what was kind of behind them. And what he's working with in his whole little journey, man. And it was um, a pretty dope episode, pretty dope conversation, man. Yeah, very, uh, you know, very interesting journey. Uh, a lot of a lot of good information and a lot of good conversation came from uh, the interview. And as typical, you know, as we customarily do when we have a musical guest, that's usually my music pick for the week. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to keep with custom. Uh, Paris Noel, the name of the project is beautiful, beautifully flawed. Uh, and just so we make sure you get it right, it's Paris, P-A-R-I-I-S, Noel. Uh, so it's a dope project, uh, in and out. So, you know, we're just going to get into the interview and. And before we do that, actually, uh, one of my homies is in the building. Actually, the intro song that y'all hear all the, all the time and shit. The nigga rapping and eating in the building and shit. Somebody actually asked me today. I mean, the other day was like, because I played the whole song at the end of the, one of the episodes. Like, where do I download this song from? I want to hear it. It's fire. So, um, coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode, though. We had a pretty dope discussion. Peace. But we back. We back. Um, we got our special guest in the building. Yeah, yeah. Um, we gassed him up before he came in, so now we have him in the video. I'm gonna let him uh, introduce himself. However, what's up, fellas? Boy Paris Noel in the building, man. Detroit native in the building, man. How y'all doing today? Chilling, chilling, right, chilling. We had the chance to uh, kind of sit with the project for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Listen to it, That's enjoy dope. it. Uh, it was 
I didn't know what to expect off off rip. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I didn't I didn't uh, anticipate that you had the bars, <laughs> but you but you bought it throughout the project. Yeah. And uh, me and Jay was just chopping it up before you came in, man. It feels like it's a lot of pain. Yeah. Through, it interweaved throughout this project, man. Right. Right. Yeah. I, um. The whole concept of the album, um, beautifully flawed, is uh revolving around change. And that's realizing that you need to change, become that change, and stay the change. And, you know, once you get to that point, don't relapse mm, okay. to, you know, back to square one. Because you're either going to be back to where you were or worse. Yeah. So, you know, when you hear, like, the transitions and the moves and everything, the highs and lows, you know, it just all symbols around change. You know, so if you hear the project, you hear it a couple times where um, it's saying be the change, you know. And that's really what I want people to take from the project most importantly yeah. you know what I'm okay. saying it's becoming that change before we get directly into the project man let's just talk about you man like where where are you from man what part of town uh west side detroit um i grew up pretty much majority west side 6 mile mainly okay um, 6 mile in um southfield around that area my mom she uh raised me and my uh, three other brothers over there um so you know we pretty much that's that's where i'm from man uh you know, I'm 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 a West Sider. You know, so well, you know, this is a very West Side yeah, partial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shame in that. No shame in that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's man. definitely West Side partial. Yeah, man. So that's that's me, man. When did you get this uh this love for rapping? Uh, I got it from I want to say about when I was ten, ten years old. Um, practically, I was in the break dancing. So okay. you know what I'm saying? I was into the whole true hip hop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The golden age. I was like watching movies. Like breaking was really like my thing. You know what I'm saying? The movie breaking, you know, the whole graffiti vibe and everything. Yeah, yeah. So hip hop kinda is it it played its course to where I was like, I know I ain't at, at a young age I was thinking, like, how can I make this professionally? Like, I know I'm not trying to do like choreography or whatnot. So how can I, you know, make my my landmark in hip hop it just in, in general itself, you know what I'm saying? Just that whole era. So you know, rap presented itself. I don't know where it came from, man. Yeah. Like it was like one day at a um my uncle's housewarming. I was in the basement, and you know we was just they they was talking about like yeah we about to do a cipher or whatnot, and you know the whole nine. So I'm ten years old at the time, so I just hear like you know me and my brother we about to go battle up with each other. I'm just <laughs> like yo, you know it's like my mentor, one of my mentors, uh DJ Chokes. And my uncle had went up and then me and my brother went up and they was hearing me go and I'm just like bodying it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We just, it just knew it was dope. So then from there, it's just something that always, you know, you got something that just always trail with you throughout your life. And you just be looking like, why is this still here? You know what I'm saying? Why, why am I still doing this? And you not knowing that this is your destiny. Like this is what you called to do. You know what I'm saying? So after a while, you know, as I got older and it just never left me whatsoever and I just start questioning to myself and you know questioning to people like do y'all really think I can do this like do y'all think I got what it takes and the whole nine so you know you when you vulnerable and you in those adolescent stages yeah you search for validation like yeah, yeah for sure throughout all ways you know who's what I'm your, saying who, during that time who was your go-to person like if this person say I'm I'm good I'm good um during that time I would say my uncle Kevin he won he the one that really got like got me pushed and started like like serious seriousness yeah um chokes is 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 another one too um i would say those two in particular are like you know the ones that like groom me to to become the artist and you know 
fill out the things and fillers and how to maneuver it and filter things, you know. Okay. Because before I was just like rapping on beat, just like rapping, 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 rapping. Then my uncle was like, yeah, them dope. Like it's dope, but we got to break that shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so that was on that level. So. You got to learn to get into, get into that song format. Yeah. Man, I, I think uncles may be responsible for 90% of rap music, though. Yeah. That's that's fine because you know everybody got that cool ass uncle to help. Facts. Th- yeah. To help maneuver you through or shit. Yeah. Just expose you to things that that you like, didn't know my yeah. uncle was the first nigga i ever heard who introduced me to rap music you know what i'm yeah, saying it's man. always like a, a cool uncle somewhere yep. who uh you know what i'm saying put you put you on the music or whatnot yeah man he, he took a toll and because he was into it um when i i seen him when i was younger yeah. and he was just into it with his homies and have to record and all things of that nature so he was trying to go at it professionally, and, you know, it never hit big for him. But okay. um, I asked him one day, and he told me, he was like, I wasn't doing it just, I wasn't doing it to make it. I was doing it because it was therapeutic to me. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a big deal for him to not be successful, but in a sense where you can you can live by curiously through me, who says that dream has to die out? You know right. what I'm saying? It doesn't have to. So, you know, it's just it's just about time and what's destined for you and how God, you know, plan is, is played out. So Yeah, yeah and that's a, a good point that you mentioned, like the music being therapeutic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of artists and even, you know, what I interpreted through your project is right. a lot of artists let out, you know, the pain, the suffering, whatever they dealing with around them and their surroundings, yeah. it's easier to come out through that project. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, it seemed like a... People don't just make music because they like listen to that shit and or they just think they nice. Yeah. Like currently it's like either I want to be popular or I'm about to try to make some money. Like niggas used to rap because like dog I like rapping. Just with you know purpose, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, <laughs> like this used to be fun. Like I like I like rapping. I think the generation nowadays lack principles. You know what I'm saying? Like and it, it just it really I don't know what it's gonna take to make that the message again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I I mean it's kind of like becoming one of the, like the lead, the leaders of the new school in this new legend era that we're in. You know, it can happen. It's I don't know, man. Like the world is so finicky nowadays. You know, because it it's like one minute you want the turn up, you know, purpose serving type of things or whatever, and 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 you 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 just don't want to hear all of that. But then the next you want to come, you know, and 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 some, something to come into something to make you think. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's like it's like high and low, hot and cold type of you can never filter it you know what i'm saying you can never figure it out you, you can never figure out what it is that people really really want what like, do you want today yeah you know what i'm saying that's what it's about like i don't know man yeah so uh so this project that you have what this is it your first official project or um this is like a first debut album mm-hmm, that i released okay. um i dropped um, joints previously over the years but you know it kind of fell on deaf ears and whatnot you know just more so in the cd areas and passing it out and things of that nature so um now this is like fully polished we got you know rock nations and our rail carter director of AR stamping it you know the relationship that i have with him so this was like new fresh everything was done and we covered all grounds you yeah. know what i'm saying so this one this one felt like it was time you know so over the course of years, I've been recording and recording and recording in an arsenal of music, you know, that's 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 in the stash, of course. So Beautifully Flawed is just like a 
a small portion of yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? You know, like a sample size. Yeah. Of the, so how did the the relationship with Real Carter come about? Um, that came from like the power of social media. Um, you know, I'm talking about this story. Um, his one of his people that reached out to me over Instagram. And they was just like, you know, starting a new thing called the Rail Carter Culture Tour. Mm, okay. It was an independent-based tour where um, artists, you know, come out, perform, and get real game and insight and things of that nature from, you know, a real industry, you know, person. You know what I'm saying? A real industry A&R, somebody that's real live in the flesh and not somebody that's a consultant and a middleman of somebody that right. they got maybe have ties to someone at a label. No, this is somebody that's really, really here in the flesh. So, um I seen what happened and what followed the movement and followed up and seeing what was going on. And I'm like, I was just consistent and precise. So I sent it to my homeboy, Lorenzo Perez, and he had hopped on it and was like, the first date was L.A. He flew out to L.A., performed. Um, it was a success. That's Fred, man, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay. The whole nine. So he was like, yo, it's legit. You know what I'm saying? Because I was going to the one in New York. Yeah. So I'd already planned on doing it. You know what I'm saying? I went to New York. I met Rail. Um, I just kind of felt empty after the New York performance. Like it was dope and I feel like I killed it in the whole nine, but I felt empty because I'm like, I want to focus on building a relationship. So what's the best way to get a relationship with him? Cause I focus on the, the relationship standpoint, Yeah, you know, it goes so much more further. Um, and then after that, I had seen him on a podcast. I believe it was someone interviewing him. I want to say it was a, they podcast, the do say Friday podcast is mm-hmm, like newly. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, he had mentioned my name. It was like it was a bunch of dope artists. He had named like my guy White Boy Frazier. Um, he had mentioned Lorenzo and he said it was a lot of artists. And then he had turned and was like, it was some kid from Detroit. He reminded me like a Royster Five Nine, his name Paris Noel. And I'm like, a light bulb just hit. And I'm like, yo, he he vibed with me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. immediately I'm like, yo, star following every tour date. Go to the hit the road, spend what money you don't have, get that relationship, you know, and one thing leads to another, and we today we practically like brothers. You know, I didn't went to concerts with him, and you know, done been to Rock Nation several times. He and our the album, been on tour. We done done several different things, and I value our personal relationship much more than the business. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because that that's where yo that's where character shows. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. When the tour came uh, here to Detroit, uh-huh. uh, they had reached out, and we were supposed to go out and do some media. Oh um, yeah, last minute. Had sessions in the studio. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't disappoint. Oh, it's all my good, paying man. customers. But like, I really, I saw the video down there. Chrissy uh, put us together, uh-huh. um, and it was really dope, man. Explain to them who Rail Carter is. Rail Carter is now the director of A and R at Rock Nation. Um, he is. I don't like. I said I don't like saying it to yeah. people or whatever. <laughs> you know who you're in relations with. But if you listen to the name Carter and Rock yeah. Nation and you put two and two together, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, he yeah. know that's that's whole nephew. So okay. yeah. But yeah, man, that's that he a he a good guy though, man. That's dope. Yeah. Um so he A and R the project, um, how did it kind of help shape your music? Um, it showed me he was cause I'm I'm gonna break it down like I came in there with like eighteen records originally. Okay. He okay. was trying to cut it down to six and I fought for two of them. So we like, I'm like, bro, we got to meet in the middle somewhere, somehow. So he's putting like the list together and what's going to make sense and segueing here and there. And um, after my producer, Jupiter, he had segued everything and did a score for it and the whole nine. It just made me feel, it made it feel full. And he showed me like the value and how the generation nowadays 
um, attention span is so short because people are clinging to the eight records. I'd rather them cling, cling to the short of the, you know, the eight versus me having, they may cling to only eight and then you got 10 more that they ain't even really listening to like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like know, a they, waste. I, I, I wasted these joints. Yeah, like I don't want to do that. So it's like now him showing me that and really making it realize like you give people less it's more for them because it's more that they can follow, more that they can be attached to, and more that they can remember. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. nowadays ain't nobody trying to really – he had told me he had listened to Meek album, and he said he after he had listened to quite a few, he said he stopped listening to it and had to come back to it. I don't want people to do that. I want people to get it all, you know, while it's there, you know, in the short time span that I got you, so. Yeah, yeah. and I and I think one thing that I, that I enjoyed about the project that I think is kind of lost sometimes with music is album sequencing. You yeah. know how how you how you put everything together, yeah. and that's what you say. That's important with that A and R touch, yeah. because you as an artist, you have your focus of how you want it to sound, yeah. how you want it to flow, and sometimes you need that outside hand yeah. to kind of piece piece things together and make it make a sequence and make it yeah. make it the fluidity of it yeah. yep. much 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 better yeah cuz it got a segue you know from yeah. different you you got different emotions that you may need to feel that can't be expressed in the music so it got to be expressed in like the production maybe yeah. or from one song to the next and you know it all kind of like domino effect and the snowball effect where it's like okay i see what he's talking about you know so it, it just it, everything just felt correct man to me you know Good. I, i'm i'm satisfied with it so you said you mentioned touring. You getting out on the road this summer? Uh, yeah, we're actually um supposedly the tour is starting back up with the culture tour. I want to say probably the fall because they take a break in the summertime and they pick back up in the fall. I know okay. they actually have um the last tour date for this third or fourth leg. I want to say that we're on is actually on in Mississippi next Saturday. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I may be able to make it because actually my management got me with a show um this Saturday too that they reached out to me that they booked me for. So um yeah. Good it, to be booked, man. Yeah, 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 man. It's it's even if it's from even if it's for a standpoint of like opportunity and people reaching out and wanna, you know, come out and that's not necessarily monetary, but if you just get yeah. out there and, and you in front of people, you know, that that ain't never heard of you or that may have seen you before or whatever, it's always an honor. Yeah. You know, so separating those two men and don't don't let the money wrap up the emotions and keep it all in the music and you know you're gonna win at the end of the day oh yeah because the money is always you know if, yeah, if you chase your, if you chase your dream and chase your passion yeah. the money is gonna follow yeah because it's, it's not gonna go nowhere yeah. it's not gonna go nowhere. somebody will spend money every single day yeah. someone's always spending money <laughs> yeah. like no one is ever going to stop spending money yeah, yeah for exactly. sure exactly uh, so look, when I uh, I'm introduced to like a new body of work or new music or a new artist, like first thing I ask myself right. or ask the person who introduced it is like, can he rap? Right. Um, now I know the answer to this question from listening to this project for right. for me at least. Um, if somebody was like, hey, can he rap? Which song on here would you point them to? Um, can he rap? I probably would point them to "Staring at the Sky." I be getting a lot of like real, real like heartfelt you know, feedback from that record. Okay. Okay. You know, the staring at the sky is just like, I don't know, man, the, the, the aggressiveness in that record is just like, it put me in tunnel vision, man. I was like in a real dark place when I made that song in a real dark place. Like, and I just, I don't know, man, I, I just really zoned out and just was like, I had wrote that song 
to quite a few different beats, I want to say. Okay. And it's kind of weird how that, that pieces together. Like, something may start at one beat, right? And then I kind of, like, may scroll into hear something else, and I use the same, make sure everything stays, you know. In the same in, oh, no, I in, understand. In a line, you know what I'm saying? That way I don't get lost with the message. That's the key. You know, so I go to the next beat, and then one other beat I may hear, and I'll be like, all right, this sound dope. Finalize it. And then... I may need another whole production or whatever because I don't want to get too attached to the beats that I'm listening to because you can't purchase them or whatever the case is. So, yeah. you know, I got in-house production or whatever the case is. Yo, can you make me something on this type of remedy and we cook from start? So, yeah, staring at the sky, I, w- I would say that's like... That's like track number six. Yeah. I'll tell you, before I got to that, number three on Edge. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he can rap rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I fuck with this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, lyrics is cool. Um, I like lyrics, delivery, uh-huh. and cadence and different flow patterns. Yeah. Trying to, I, different MCs trying to find that pocket. Yeah. And, and, we, and if I can hear all that, like, on one song, I, oh, okay. Yeah. That's Not, something that I like. I like... That's the the on edge is actually the single, you know, from the album. So that's the one that's like getting the heat and you know the 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 the, the radio situations and all of that and what people think like, yo, that's the single. Like you gotta you gotta rock with that one. Yeah, on edge is like I don't know, man. I was taking I was taking my time. Like, how can I approach the situation? Because if you hear it, how I come off in the beginning, it's yeah. like kind of like settle back. And then it's like at the end of the the first verse, it's like it's picking up. Yeah, you definitely it, it built steam. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, man. That's that that one is one of my favorite joints. We gonna expect some visuals soon. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we uh put we me and my uh, creative director Andrew Chanelli, we um we putting like the pre production for it together now. So the video concept is gonna like be like crazy. I wanted to make it about because if you hear the record, I want people to the the you know expect what they you know what they not gonna see you know what i'm saying like kind of not not expect what they gonna not gonna see but it's like hit them left with it you know what i'm saying okay but it makes sense to the message you know what i'm saying because my cousin had told me something where she was like um on edge i just be feeling like i want to you know slap somebody and i need to put that record on and you know what i'm saying in a sense where it's like an adrenaline type of thing you know what i'm saying so um the visual for it is gonna definitely be crazy like once we finish the pre-production and the whole nine, I want to make it more so about everybody else and not just me. Yeah. You know okay. Uh, so there's definitely bars on there. There's definitely some um, some personal songs. You got, you know, you mentioned different family issues that, yeah. that went through. Um, another thing that jumped out at me is um, there was, we live in a society, right? Well, we've always lived in a society yeah. where uh, it's pretty hard being brown and black. Right. Right. Um, and it was some songs on there that gave me a little chill. Yeah. Um, especially, I can't think. I, it may have been the last joint where Talking about the Who Am I joint. Yeah, yeah. where you kind of, kind of uh, jumped on uh, Trayvon Martin, yeah. Mike Brown, uh, yeah. and then like one of the songs, like it abruptly stopped. But like, were you talking to the the officer? Oh yeah, you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and uh, abruptly, boom. Yeah. So I can tell that that touched a. a, a, a a nerve with you yeah. just living in this world. Kind of expound on that. What yeah. made you want to express that in your music? Um, I feel like that right there. Well, how it all started with the um, the um, who am I situation was I got a cousin named Mike Brown. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it sent shockwaves to me. Like, 
You Damn. hear something on the news that Mike Brown shot by. I'm like, you know, God forbid anything. That, and me and my bro, me and my cousin, we like tight. We like, you know, like practically twins or whatnot. Right. So that sent shockwaves to me. And then not only that, touching bases on it where it's like putting yourself in a position like we're not exempt from these situations. Like these are happening. This is happening to our people. Yeah. It's happening. Like somebody has to voice it. Like we don't have enough of that. And I think people kind of like with platforms can kind of be fearful of it. You know, we got to learn to like be selfish, like selfless. You know what I'm saying? Remove the selfishness and put more selflessness out there. Yeah, so yeah. when we got that, it's people out here that don't have voices that may want to opinionize on it or whatever. So I just kind of put it in perspective. Like what if Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown would have been in the courts when an incident had happened? Or got a, got a chance to speak their peace, or yeah. you know, or or you know, defend themselves in a sense where it's like, wow. So you know, leading on to the addiction, the addiction record is like relapsing. Mm-hmm. So you know, when I was talking about be the change, and that's the relapse point. You don't want to get back to those addictions that you had and things that may be causing you to cause disruption in your life and others' lives as well. So leading on to that, not actually like being taken out from your addictions, but in the midst of your addiction, something can happen so drastically after you done made all of these transitions and something like that with the police officer situation. It's like, here we go. You know, all you're doing is reaching for something, a piece of paper or whatever, and they suspect that you have a gun. Yeah. You know? So that's 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 how it's 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 something mind babbling, man. And I just really feel like it's important to continue to voice that and voice and push that envelope. No matter what, like it's not gonna be just on one record, and then it's like it's because these are ongoing situations. It's right. Kids and you know young I mean, black shit, males. The last two to three weeks seemed on, like man. the police just felt like we gonna just shoot multiple people multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 sickening, man. And it's like I don't know, man. I was just sitting thinking, like, what is it gonna take for this just to become to a halt to yeah. a stop? Like, but but we seen that uh situation. I can't think of where it was. Where the people were revolting against the police. Yeah, they was fucking uh, the yeah, police. Yeah, like up. there were police officers that were hurt and sent to the hospital yeah, because yeah. of like the outrage. Yeah, uh, they told the newscast like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here!" And he didn't leave quick enough. Yeah, and so they, he left with stitches. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy, man. Like, is it gonna is it gonna get to that? Like, what, what Tupac was saying is it gonna be bloodshed at that. I point? mean, I, it's 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 starting to. I'm yeah. starting to believe that's what that's what it's gonna lead to. Before we see that substantial change, well, you know my, you know what I think: money and violence. Yeah, that's the only two things that yeah. fix anything. Either something financially gonna happen, either you can make them change because it's gonna hurt their pockets, or mm-hmm. you gotta hurt them. And w- fight which one that you ready to to, yeah. to use. If you're not ready to be violent, and you, most of us aren't, you are gonna have to cut a check. Yeah, right. so and speak like with your dollars. My um. Me and my cousin was having a conversation, man. It was a valid point that we was talking about. And he was talking about why is it that the Crips and Bloods and the gangs, you know, how long they've been around, mm-hmm. like over years in the course of time, how is it that the, they're still active and they're still here, you know, in representation of what they believe in, but it's like the Black Panthers are not here anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something like that you really got to sit back and think about like, damn, why aren't the Panthers here anymore? You know, but we allow... Gang violence and you know, you know people that 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 willing to die for their boulevards and their color. 
you know, it's like it's 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 crazy, you know. Let me throw my tinfoil hat on, okay. <laughs> my conspiracy <laughs> hat on. Well, I mean, it was a very uh, planned out, strategic effort uh, to destroy the Black Panthers, right? Um, like I, I'm gonna literally go out there and murder all the men, and then I'm gonna introduce crack and put the women on drugs mm. and put them in jail. So now the youth who saw they fam- they they fathers and their mothers. Um, as part of something, right. I want to be a part of something too. Well, fuck that Black Panther shit. We're gonna give you the Bloods and the Crips. Oh, so yeah, you yeah. longing to be a part of something because right. now your family structure is severely broken. Your father is either dead or in jail. Your right. mama is connected to drugs, and now you want to be a part of something like they were. And right. now you get the Bloods and the Crips. Man, and that's crazy that they give you Cointel Pro. Yeah, they give you that ultimatum where it's like either take it or. You know, whatever. That's 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 crazy, man. So I just think voicing it in the music is is, is key importance because it's it's like an outlet for people where, you know, it's directly to them. You know, music is like it's a it's an instrument to people. So, you know. So you say that you probably get out on the fourth or fifth leg now the tour. Uh, now explain the tour situation because it's not is is unique right. in in how it's presented. Right. Uh, it's not just all all music. Mm-hmm. So kind of explain what what we're looking at with the tour situation coming up. Um well, you know, they stick to the root of the culture. So they bring they bring people from all different walks of life that are implementing in culture, music, fashion, um you know, culinary arts. Whatever can cater to the culture, you know, any people like people from all different walks of life. So it's just at a time wherever we're at, you know, mostly formatted around performances, of course. But if people have, you know, other things and expertise that they have that they can present to people, it's just a way to connect, you know. And, you know, with rail being in the building, it's 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 really something, you know, kind of unbelievable because you don't really get those A&Rs that really care nowadays. You know, and then I caught him at times where he's went out on his own dime and it's been like, yo, I'm here and I'm just I, I want to really just, you know, get out there and put myself out there and show people that this is real in the flesh and I can give you insight and give you things in the industry. And it's no promises that are made, of course. Right. But, you know, if something that he's come, he's made it known that if I come across something that just kind of twitches my eye or, you know, sparks more or whatever, whatever the case is, I'm I'm all for we can sit aside and have a conversation. You okay. Know? So. It's 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 like I said. It's a beautiful thing to me because, um, you know, like I said, I, he's one of the most. He's one of the few that cared. You know, mm-hmm. got out there and, and and really cared and and gave a damn about somebody' career and making change and being able to give them some sort of opportunity and an outlet. You know, so that's all we need is a chance. It's great, yeah, just how, that's all we all one chance away from yeah. greatness. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I mean, that's that. Like you said that. No promises, yeah. just an opportunity, and mm-hmm. that that could change your life right there. Yeah. I see, he made it out to the album release party. Yeah, man, my he... timeline was flooded <laughs> with folks at the party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, man, I went to uh, earlier in the day. I went to see Hamilton in uh, East Lansing, and uh, it started storming on the way back. I was trying to make it down there, man, but it was crazy. Oh, yeah, um, I let, my timeline was flooded with everybody down there, man. Man, it was a pleasure, man. Like that that whole album release, I ain't, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't even expecting it to turn out the way it did, but it just the love was just swarmed of good energy and vibes, and you know even even him coming out, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. This was the second time to being being in Detroit. Like he hadn't known anything really in particular about Detroit if it wasn't for me, 
you know what I'm saying, with the whole tour situation and just him coming here. Every time he come here, I always make it known to be like, man, you're going to have a good time every time you're here. Yeah, you and know? it's, you know, it's a lot of talent, talented people in the city, yeah. you know, that, you know, hopefully, like you say, just get that opportunity. Just yep. get that look. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. It's just a chance, man. People don't even understand, like, just small things, just a social media post or give a person an ear or some sort of feedback or you may pass it to somebody, whatever. You never know what seeds you may plant with that person. Why do you think people are scared to share a post? Like what, I, I, what? I think I think it's like an ego, more yeah, like an ego thing. Like I don't thing. I don't want to show that I, like because it's easy to show hate, but like yeah. it takes that effort to show like a little bit of love to something like I would think it'd be the other way around. Like I like would, it, like, it should be the other yeah, way around, like, but it's it you know like, it's not. It's like pulling teeth. Yeah. Like I don't, but why though? I wonder. I don't know. It's, like, it's, is it like it's a, completely ego? Like I don't want to show that I'm interested in have promo- in that. Yeah. Have promoters like like do you? I just don't get it. Like, what's wrong with like posting a picture of your homeboy or his yeah, t-shirt man. line or his somebody or, winning? But you see everybody post something of some some celebrity and did they follow drama? They follow the they negative, follow hate. They follow the negative narrative, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I don't understand it, man. Like, <laughs> and then if your man's blow up. And yeah. he don't show you love. You, you oh, this nigga fake. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's how it is. <laughs> oh, this nigga fake. They, man. I mean, they love that narrative right there. I'm <laughs> like, like fake oh, man. Come on, I mean, fake. I mean, you 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 see what what us when you know we promoting something mm-hmm. like there's only we a, always show love. A, a, but it's only a certain handful that sh- that reciprocate the love back. Unfortunately, yeah. and and like you say when when you start that upward motion, yeah. you know don't. You know, have that same energy. Yeah. You know when I when I can't do something. Yeah. I'm, don't show me nothing. Don't show me no fake love. Don't show me nothing. Just keep part ways for me. Yeah. I don't yeah. even want to be bothered at all. I'm just being one hundred. That's yeah. just me, man. I, I I don't even care to hear or listen. So you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, man, I, I show love to you, but don't show me nothing, cause my I'm, I've lowered expectations of people. Mm. Yeah, I've lowered my expectations of. And expectations. That's unfortunate. Yeah. You know? Well, no, no. Well, expectations is what ruins everything. Yeah, your expectation of what is what should happen and what really happened is really what kills everything. Mm-hmm. Your expectations of people, and not even just like for like support, like whether it's relationships, whether it's anything, uh, your expectations. Yeah. If you lower for, for a whole other person that that you don't control, but you have a certain expectation of how that person is gonna act, should, should act, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like we don't got no control over that, so I try to remove expectations from people, man. Yeah, because man. No, I'm telling you, the ex- it's a it's a recipe for <laughs> for heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, it's a recipe for heartbreak. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, man, where 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 the if people need to listen to your music, mm-hmm. find you. Um, come out support. Where would they go? Um, usually they would go all social media platforms. Um, but the we- the website vparisnoel dot com. Um, it leads you to all social media platforms. I know Instagram is like the high demand. Yeah. So you know it'll be p a r i i s underscore n o e l, and then Facebook is Paris Noel no underscore. Twitter is the same. So you know if you go to the website directly, you can kind of like check for updates and you know see what's new and the whole nine. So. Yeah, man. People sleeping on websites, dog. Yeah, it's important. They still exist. It's important. Like it was, <laughs> they act like they don't exist. Like no it was more. a moment where like websites was like kind of went away, but like you yeah. need a website now. Yeah. Like you need a website, fam. 
Yeah. Whatever. <coughs> you can control. Your Whatever merch. you got, you need a website. Yeah. You control your merch, your analytics, all that. Oh, yeah. Now, when know? Facebook lock you out, you lost your whole business when you sell all your shit through Facebook. Yeah. 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 Because if they shut down a day, you you hubbing through. That's like working for a company. You know, you work for a nine to five and they got to do cutbacks and all of that. And now you you first to go. What you going to do? You ain't planting seeds nowhere else. You got to plant seeds and root yourself somewhere else somehow. And so, all your business in, on YouTube and you yeah. put everything on YouTube and YouTube ban your account. Yeah. You don't have a living no more. Yep. Yeah, they sending you cease and desist letters, all that, man. No, you gotta, you gotta have your own. It's self sufficiency, man. That's that's my 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 key. I thing. mean, that's that's something that we preach. You yeah. know, have your own. Yeah, because like you said, these other platforms will shut you out any any minute. You yeah. know. <laughs> I just got shut out of my Twitter. I mean, it was right. <laughs> it was my fucking lifeblood. <laughs> <laughs> and they can shut me down. So I mean, it can happen yeah, man, you know, at a mere mere moment's notice. I'd say they didn't put you up, man. That's oh crazy. yeah. Kick me out the building, man. That's wrong. See? Man, I enjoyed the project though, man. For sure. Um, oh, man, I think you pleasure. can rap rap. That's you know pleasure, what I'm saying? Man. And uh, I enjoyed the uh the messages in the songs, I thought I think you got a pretty dope project though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely gonna gonna do what what we can to support it. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, the door is always open. Yeah, you man. know, to come back and uh, you know, help promote and do whatever you do whatever you need to do yeah. to help make that platform more successful. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, anything, any 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 way I can, man. And I'm I'm like I said, the the love is reciprocated, of course. Anything I wanna be platformed on or whatever the case, everything I want to touch, I want it to be golden. You know, yeah. rather if it's coming to here a year or so from now, whatever, and we can put y'all on the scale, high buttoning them doing, and yeah, they torn. Yeah. Oh, we'll and, we'll be there. We'll yeah. be there. Oh, of course, I already know it. You know, <laughs> and we'll, we we got some uh, words for for, <laughs> for Joe when we get there. <laughs> you know, hey, it is what it is. So yeah. every any way I can help, man. Like I've been. I've been podcasting like crazy, like interview after interview after interview. So it's like you got to support the project. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's got to grow legs, mm-hmm. and people don't put the work behind it. And that's a lot of time where things where things happen to fail. Yeah. You know, when you are artist, if you don't get out here you work promote out. work, you gotta you have to work your project. You gotta sell yourself. Yeah, like yeah. everybody like Meg the Stallion, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, like I wasn't a. I don't know if that I'm a fan so to speak but i definitely wasn't until i seen the interviews with sway yeah. the interviews on with ebro the interview with joe like oh like yeah. this person is dope yeah now i listen to the music different because this yeah. person is dope She's like dope you got to get out there and like work yeah. yourself and work the record because that helps <laughs> work that yeah. personality because yeah. if you if you that's some of my favorite artists i can say probably did not connect because of Ass like personalities, like mm-hmm. you gotta, you have to be something. People look and gravitate to stars, and you don't find the star might be in the music, right. but also the star may be in the personality. I right. may support you because I like you. Right. I may not like, I may like you more than I like your music, right. but I like you and I support you. Yeah. So yeah. when your shit drop, I'm posting that shit. Yeah. When I'm listening to it, I'm sharing it or whatever. Cause oh, that's my man, yeah. or I fuck with insert rapper here because of what he doing or yeah. who he is like his character character is everything man that that just shows a lot just in business and just personality and personal life and everything and i think that's just so important you know when you have good character because people will gravitate to you and want to be around you 
you know, like I was saying, like pushing the envelope of your of the project. You know, I just was I'm always on social media, just in people's DMs, whoever may be in the industry or just touching the people in general or whatever. Like I just was doing it and just so happened Andre Harrell had followed me, mm. you know, just off the strength because I was sending them I sent them the album, you know, and then I look up. After he had seen my message, because, you know, when you on Instagram, DMs give you like a receipt if somebody's yeah. seen your joint. So I look up and I'm, you know, scrolling and rush, refreshing my page. He didn't follow me on the gram. So you never know what seeds you may be planting out there in that world. Like, man, yeah. and it's something you, else. You never know who listening. Don't be discouraged to post certain shit yeah. or put your music out because you may drop your insert whatever content on YouTube and it got... 600 views yep. versus 50,000 but you don't know who in that 600 because yep. I might be like only got 600 views hey uh take that shit down right. we about to we about to we, we about to do something or, with this yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. so post that shit man yeah you gotta and that's that's something I, I listen to Gary V a lot because he man, always love talk about Gary v. Love him. he always talk about like giving out free content like not being afraid he always go against like the I instead of the even like if you listen to his talks and all things, like he was mm-hmm. talking, I was looking in the, I was at the gym today, and he was talking about how he he just started at thirty four years old and left his family family business, business yeah. at thirty four, and he's about to be forty four now, so he's roughly only been at what he's doing for ten, 10 years. years. Come on, like he pushing forty at thirty four, you know, going to them higher stages. So it's like he always give people like that 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 odd side of the situation you know always go against the grain show people like the negative is such a positive when you think it's not you know so it's like man we're just putting out that content and just don't be afraid and i'm just like i'm shooting my shot like man better on, bet on yourself you the only you you got yep. yeah I'm going to shoot my shot, man. Whoever, rather you see the DM a week from now or a year from now or rather this project is dropped a month ago and it, it take the rest of this year to resonate to, to the masses or if it take a year, you know, whatever the case, I'm going to continue to keep scaling up. That's the most important thing. Yeah, you got to go the higher. the growth in the music. You got to go higher. Yeah. You got to. Yeah, man. So it's an honor, man. Seriously. Dang. Socials? Uh, yeah. So look. Like we do every week is Dame going wild on tw- on the gram. <laughs> it's fucking Dame going wild three one three on Twitter. That shit just that shit just burns my soul, man. Because yeah. I had the fluidity for all, for like three years, man. Oh man, check this out. I've, I've, every year around this time, I reach out to Twitter because I'm Jay Johnson three one three on all that other shit. I've been trying to get the Jay Johnson tag on Twitter for like eight and a half, nine years. Just let it go. No, it's a somebody who got the Jay Johnson tag has one tweet in 10 years. The shit is inactive. So every year I tweet this shit and I have people retweet it. I'm like, Twitter, dog, what the fuck? They responded to me a couple of years ago. Like, look, mm. uh, we going to delete all the inactive joints and open them shits back up. We just going to wait to blah, blah, blah. Shit never happened. Fam. Run that account, Twitter. That's crazy. Run my name. It's not going to be yours, bro. It's, Run my name. It's a thousand Jay Johnsons but out there. But there's only one real. It's the real Jay Johnson. And it's on. It's, it's, that's all I got. That's crazy. T- you, if, if, they took, if they took from me, they won't give to you. Listen, fam. You won't tell us what you was really doing. I wasn't doing t- shit. <laughs> I wasn't doing you got, shit. You got banned for life because you was on some, some sinister <laughs> shit. You won't, you won't say what it is on the mic, but I know you was on some on some foul shit. I don't know what you was doing, so but. I changed my life, You know what I'm saying? But uh, Jay Johnson, 313 and everything. More importantly, follow Shop Talk Podcast. 
uh, follow Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Shit, follow This Week in Culture. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Um, I'm not saying read the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Day. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace. Yeah.